it's MC Devi here. You are listening to the Beat Beat Podcast, exposing the truth as we see it. This is a podcast where son, a mother of one, and a grandmother of three open up each other's eyes to the matrix. Look at the modern day world from the perspective of three different generations. Follow, laugh, and brilliantly analyze the tragic comedy we know as the human experience. Music you are listening to is by my late and great grandfather Sadun El Bayati. May he rest in peace. Yo, yo, what is up? It is your host, MC Devi, with two lovely ladies, the talented Reverend Summer Elbeati, who's very hungry. Hey! And the matriarch, Barbara Elbeati. Who is very patient. <laughs> very patient. Not hungry? Very I, patient. I, I think <laughs> this hungry is developing into hangry. Mm. Let's hope that doesn't come through in the podcast. I hope not. Mm. Um, so we're going to do something a little different. I'm going to do a reading. This is an article I wrote in March, actually. Mm. And I was like, should I write something up really quick? or? And then I just thought of this article. And I'm like, it's it's it explains belief versus faith. Is science belief? What is religion? Yeah, I'm just going to read it. Read it off because I think it has some stuff to do with today's topic, which is faith. Great. Great. I'm going to zoom in here. All right. Belief versus faith. Is science belief? What is religion? Belief and faith seem to occupy two sides of the same coin, but are fundamental opposites in the way living a spiritual life. Alan Watts, a British-American philosopher who was able to translate Eastern philosophies to the ideologies of the West, discussed this topic in many of his lectures. Here's a quote. Belief, as I use the word here, is the instance that the truth is what one would leaf or wish it to be the believer will open his mind to the truth on condition that it fits in with his preconceived ideas and wishes faith on the other hand is an unreserved opening of the mind to the truth whatever it may turn out to be Faith has no preconceptions, is a plunge into the unknown. Belief clings, but faith lets go. He argues that science and religion are the same because you are both believing in something. You don't know that religion is correct, yet you still believe in it. You don't actually know if science is correct, yet you still believe in it. You're believing that the scientists who conducted tests and theorized are correct. To know that something is correct is based off your belief that I know 
when in reality you don't actually know. It is be your belief which is telling you that this thing is correct. As a human being, you are clinging to the idea that this is true and you know it to be true, which is the fundamental definition of what belief is. Faith does not have an identification which it belongs, unlike belief. You can say, I have faith that everything will be alright, but you don't know. You're letting yourself go to the possibility, outcome, or potential truth that the universe or God has to offer. Worrying about the future or potential outcome of a present situation is not faith. To have faith in the universe is to open the mind and accept the way things are and going to be. Your belief is something is not the exception of how the world works, but instead the possession of the way you want things to work. Faith is the core idea of what a mystic is, to trust fully in the universe and all its potential outcomes. We cannot blatantly say that religion and science are the same thing. That would be blasphemy. Religion has a whole identified culture behind it. That's what makes it a religion. Whereas in science, we must make sense of the universe, otherwise it's not proven and therefore has no reason and therefore it cannot be. Such an example are ghosts. A true scientist rooted in their belief would not dare to believe in the supernatural presence of the universe, what is beyond the physical, energetic, and chemical limits of nature. This kind of scientist is not concerned with metaphysics because to them there is no such thing. The same goes for a truly religious person. They cannot believe in certain sciences because it goes against their belief which they cling to vigorously. This person of religion, using Christianity as an example, would not believe in evolution even if a Jesus-like personality came down from the heavens and said that evolution was real. They would deny that this person was even God or Jesus reincarnate. They would simply not believe it, just as many in the Bible did not believe Jesus was the Messiah. This is because they are so rooted in the core beliefs of what God is and wants. It is a state of ignorance by both sides which cannot be ignored. What about in today's modernized society? where people often believe both, believing a little science and a little religion. Again, for example, Christians who believe in evolution. What does skewing one's beliefs mean for modern society? Are we evolving, becoming more enlightened, having more faith in the universe and its many possibilities? Or is this the beginning stage of a society losing religious values? It seems only time will tell, but whatever happens, try to have some faith that everything will be all right.
Nice. Thank you. I love it. Mm -hmm. I wrote this in March. Really? Yep. Yep. Wow. And did you post it or something? I mean. It's published. Yeah. If you go to devinthewarriormystic.blogspot.com, you can find it and read it for yourself. Really? Yeah. I did not know about this blog of yours. Neither well, did I. I started it a while ago. And the I, things we don't know. And I kind of haven't uh, been keeping it up, but I would like to keep yeah, it up. Yeah, you should. That was beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. I love it. Thank you. So what do you think? There were some questions left at the end. Well, it mentioned that faith was about letting go versus belief being about maybe knowing. Clinging. I, it was about clinging. Clinging? Faith okay. was trusting in, oh, okay. you know, whatever. And belief was n clinging? Yeah, clinging. Clinging to, like, a set of beliefs. <laughs> well, um, there is a definition of faith. Mm -hmm. You don't happen to have it up on your computer, do you? I don't. Could you bring, bring it up, up real quick? I could. If my mouse would work. Oh, there we go. Okay, so... I had an epiphany. They call it a mouse because cats chase it on the computer. Right. They sure do. It's true. As I understand now that yes. now that we have kittens, I understand why they call now it a mouse. Know. Right. And this is very important. It is important. I think having that. epiphanies is important. Yes. It's important. Just to like Jesus and Buddha. There you go. And whoever else. I'm trying to think of other people. The Prophet Muhammad. Yes. Be upon him. Yes. Who else? Ganesh. Mm, let's see. Uh, different gods and goddesses, like Goddess Ostera, you know, for Easter time. I'm drawing Goddess a blank. Yamaya. I'm drawing a blank here. Let's Anyways. I had an epiphany. Yes. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. I'm Gandhi. So we know. Okay. We'll skip that. Okay. So I have the definition here. Yes. Faith. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. There we go. So if you have complete confidence or trust in someone or something. Is that what it says? Yeah. Someone or something. Of. But there's a second definition that says strong belief in God or the doctrines of religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. So the article was talking about belief. And I think belief have as it is in terms of religion, I think, versus faith which would be the faith in completely trusting something or someone, right? Someone or something, which 
would be more of that letting go because if you think about to completely trust a person another human being let's say is profound mm-hmm. well i also talked about um science mm-hmm. which i'm sure pisses a lot of people off by me stating that why because people like to get pissed off, okay? okay? Well, I'm not pissed off, but I felt that you were directing that at me. No, <laughs> no not at all. I was, what? I was, I was. Why would you be pissed off? You love science. I was directing it at That's nobody, but I was simply stating. Makes no sense, Barbara. Well, I guess I was directing it at people who are rigid. People who mm. don't believe in ghosts. Well, I don't believe what? in ghosts either. Wait a second. Hey, 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 hey. The ghost things was just an example. You all oh, okay. need to be nice to ghosts, okay? They're our friends. Okay, anyway. I played too much D&D. Dungeons and Dragons. I, I, I grew believe. up in a pretty straight-laced family. Okay, anyway, yeah. let's not get into ghosts now. Oh, it is Halloween week. Oh. oh. Is this a sign from the universe? <laughs> yeah. See? Let's have faith in ghosts and the spirits. And what happens on All Hallows' Eve? They all come out to They pay. come back. Or we could look at it as the ancestors coming back to be with us. But I digress. I digress. Yes, you do. <clears throat> Let us get <clears throat> back to faith. So I stated in there science and religion. And I basically said, hey, look. In religion, you're believing and clinging on to this idea. And in science, you're clinging on to mm-hmm. this idea. Yeah. So you're believing in this stuff. But what happens if we just had faith and didn't believe? Well, I think when scientists do experiments, right? Um, they have faith that their hypothesis is going to work out and that if it doesn't work out that they will be able to tweak their experiment so that it will eventually work out right so are you know scientists that um founded all the different laws of the universe right or um created electricity and Things like that, right? They had faith, but did they have faith in the experiment or did they have faith in themselves and mm. their own um, ability to figure out the solution, right? Right. So when I say that, then when somebody lacks faith, is it lacking a faith in themselves? trusting themselves versus trusting another person or Mm -hmm. something well that brings us to the idea of god within yourself which Mm -hmm. eastern philosophies you have the buddha nature right the buddha nature well uh, and that's interesting because in society i've noticed when you are taught that god is existential outside of yourself then um, many times you lose faith. And I think mm. we're seeing that a lot with 
you know, young Christian children, for example, mm-hmm. in the United States, or Jewish children, mm-hmm. or Muslim children, mm-hmm. to some extent. So the That's monotheistic, yeah, monotheistic religions are seeing that. Is that what you mean? Uh, no, because God well, is outside of themselves. In Hinduism, in Buddhism, in Taoism, or Taoism, I mean. Probably, I don't know about the other ones, Jainism, the Sikhs. Mm -hmm. You're taught that God is a part of you. Mm -hmm. But when you're taught that God is some omnipotent being Mm -hmm. outside of you, then things become like God chooses. Mm -hmm. You know, it's harder to have faith. When God is not a part of you. Mm. God uh, decides your destiny is what you mean. And yet within those various monotheistic religions, there are ways of looking at God that are closer to Eastern religions, Uh right? That That really look as though, look at God as within... Well, that's why I mentioned the mystics. Yeah, Yeah, the mystics, the Sufis and, uh, yeah, Sufis in Islam and other mystics. Christian mystics. And Christianity. Jewish mystics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they believe, they are more towards the belief that God is within themselves. Mm -hmm. And... Alan Watts says something very interesting, and I always re- always remember this. He says, "Jesus knew he was God. When are you gonna figure it out?" Mm, that's pretty profound, you mm. know. And I think about that. It's like, has philosophy been misconstrued in a way? Mm-hmm. Well, if you search up just the word faith uh like you know on google for instance right mm-hmm. all you see is tons and tons of faith having to do with religion right yeah but the origin of the word faith wasn't necessarily having to do with religion it had to do with philosophy right mm-hmm. and so and that's why it talks about trust right yeah. Trust in someone or something, right? And when you say Alan Watts says, you know, Jesus kn- you knew know, he was knew God, he was when God, are when you going to figure it out? Right. I mean, that's really speaking to when are you going to understand your infinite potential? Mm-hmm. Your potential as a human being to create greatness in your life and i think that's when we look at for instance scientists doing experiments and having faith that either the experiment's going to work or it's not going to work but they will find a way they're really having faith in their potential their Mm -hmm. brain their ability to um theorize and Mm -hmm. hypothesize and (laughs) somehow find a way and i think that's what drives so many 
researchers to find cures for diseases, right? Yeah, because they believe in, in themselves and their... Mm -hmm. Their ability <laughs> and that the scientific community is constantly um, growing and learning from one another, right? And building upon whatever is being um, created. So... Yeah. Right. Well, I'm thinking about the Greeks. And mm -hmm. what's interesting is, you know, all these gods were, they had many gods that were outside of themselves. But they had this belief that that was in the culture that the gods put you down here on Earth to do something great to fulfill a certain purpose. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, when we talk about the Greek warriors, for example, like Sparta, Spartans and the Athenians, and even philosophers and certain artists, it was their whole creation was rooted in the belief that, you know, Zeus and, uh, all these gods destined them to do something great. So it's interesting how that's a Western culture, but they still have that take on... Mm -hmm. That human beings have this infinite potential. Mm -hmm. But... To be great. But their gods are outside of themselves. So therefore, they're not a part of God or they're not God themselves, but they have the infinite potential to be God-like or right. they're made in the image of God. Well, and I right? think one of the things is, you know, the gods in Greek culture are so human, right? Mm -hmm. Like they screw up. Right. Yeah. I mean, they can shoot thunderbolts out of their hands, but they still mess up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just that's just an interesting thing, I think it is, you know, especially when a lot of young people are using losing uh, faith. Well, and what might they be losing faith in humanity? Faith, losing faith in the goodness of people when. They're having to deal with, for instance, the threat of shooters, right? You go to the mall, you go to a festival, you go to school, there could be a shooter. You know, a friend of ours um, earlier today said that he had gotten a phone call from his his children's school saying, you know, that they were having a lockdown, and that was all that they told them, you know, mm -hmm. if kids are having to be experience a lockdown, meaning, oh, there's a possible shooter, right? That's usually what that would mean. Or there's somebody threatening here, you know, I mean, what happened to just doing earthquake drills? You know, that's what I had to do. I didn't have to worry about these things when I was in school. 
you know what is what has happened and so we've got more and more kids who are dealing with real fear real fear and real um challenges to having faith in the inherent goodness of human beings What about when you were in school, Barbara? <laughs> Barbara. When I was in school, um <clears throat> Well, uh we worried that Hitler wasn't really dead and that he was somewhere in Stillwater, Oklahoma, hiding. Huh. Mm. So I'm sure there were small towns all over the country where children shared these fears with one another uh but no we didn't worry about active shooters uh in our communities uh might worry about a tornado coming through but that was pretty much it and now that our fathers were home from the war uh life was starting to get pretty good so what do you think changed in the newer generations? I think that we developed a culture in this uh, nation where um, certain things were valued, uh, being hostile to one another, uh, Winning by any means possible. Uh, we we do know that um, women had been relied on during World War Two and the factories, uh, and then when the men came home from war, they were kind of pushed out of the factories to make sure that the men had jobs. And yet, um, with the uh, inflation kind of going up it was very hard for a man to support a family mm -hmm. so women started to have to go back to work and there were there were a lot of objections to that uh, these things just eventually accelerated but ev but eventually uh, there were talk show hosts um who uh, expressed hatred for all kinds of people and, uh, and really tried to um, generate a, a cult, the culture that we have now. They, they were very successful. Mm -hmm. Where it looked as though things were improving in this country with people getting along better. And talk about the 60s was an area where we had really had hope that that uh, <clears throat> relations between the races would improve mm -hmm. and a lot of us had faith, faith. that was going to happen mm -hmm. um, to a great extent it did but there you know there have been a, many deliberate and well paid attempts to uh, reverse that yeah. So that's where we are today. And it's, um, you know, that's why I think 
a lot of people in my age bracket walk around kind of depressed um, because many of us worked hard to ensure that society was better uh, and Hopefully not everything that we work toward has been overturned, but a lot of it has. Mm -hmm. Well, then we just have to take it back and That's, overturn and, what's and been overturned. And we have to have faith that we can do it. I think we can. I, I mean, mean, they I... say that social justice is the new spirituality. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, people are are needing to find um justice and equality and um and in in so doing and you know working towards that yes that can be very spiritual for people just i mean if you've ever gone to let's say a march or a rally or something you know that can just hearing impassioned speeches or holding the hands of people next to you and singing a song, you know, like we shall overcome, you know, we shall overcome someday. That can be a spiritual experience. So I can see where that feeling of taking action with others in community, that's for many people is an experience of the divine, an experience of God, an experience of um, understanding everyone's Buddha natures, under seeing the inherent goodness within um, everyone, you know, um, that exp the experience of that, and that can be a mystical experience as well, mm -hmm. you know, since you brought up mysticism. What is that blog, blog again? Mystic Warrior, what? What is your blog again? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I want to check it out. Um, mm -hmm. So back to the discussion. Yes. Um, okay. These cats are cray cray right now. I feel like they broke something upstairs. Okay. Why don't you go upstairs okay. let them out of the bedroom because we thought they would calm down but they're not they're unless you'd like me to go get them i can go get them how about that you two continue talking okay. i'll be back make sure they didn't break something i think they knocked the toilet seat because the toilet toilet is broken okay these kittens are like children they're like little two-year-olds i'll be right back you guys continue talking okay i had uh some questions let me think you mentioned the 60s now the 60s has some parallels to today because the 60s was also sort of the sexual revolution wasn't it yeah it was so did that drag over to here or to today or is today another sexual re revolution oh i can't i don't really know um as one of my anthropology professors a, a, a muslim female mm -hmm. once said um 
men were the ones who benefited from the sexual revolution more than women did. It just meant that they could have more uh, prospective sexual partners and uh, that as men could, but women didn't necessarily derive a lot of benefits. Okay. Now today it's sort of equalized though. I don't know about that because of my uh, advanced age. Okay. I I haven't really paid too much attention to what youth are doing sexually. It's not been on my radar. Okay. Well, there's just like a lot of cheating and, you know, one night stands and all that stuff. Oh. You know what I mean? I have heard of the hookup culture. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That and other stuff. Um was that like was it, was dating a thing in the sixties? I think people dated still, uh, but lots of times people went out in groups. I think. Weren't you married? I don't know. 60s? I was already married. She was already I was married. married in the, in You're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. She had yeah. no idea. She was married at that time, so she wasn't in the dating scene. Yeah, I I really didn't even date very much in the fifties because. Uh, I don't know. We just had a whole group of people who hung out together. Yeah. So that was pretty safe. Then well, I that's how I most... I met your grandfather, and, you know, within two months, we were married. So we didn't really date until after we got married. <laughs> <laughs> because we lived we lived 300 miles apart. So what's dating like in your perspective? Bullshit? Waste of time? Waste of energy? Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, as a as a widow, uh, dating um, did not interest me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there? I think there's too much culture behind dating, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, in a lot of societies, I think dating is considered really weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a lot well, of but you guys are talking about not necessarily dating. You just said hookup culture, so that's but that's to the me, new dating. Not dating. That's people that's getting together. Yeah, people getting together to hook up, or you know. Well, what I don't know. I'm very confused. <laughs> okay, okay, look. So <laughs> there's, there's no longer the situation where a guy calls up a girl and said, "Would you like to go to the movies?" And she said, "Okay," and they make arrangements for the the time and date i mean day of the week and then the guy comes to the young woman's home and is greeted by her parents <laughs> is that the are you saying that's the younger generation is the younger dating? generation when you get together for a date there's <laughs> what's going on there is uh shit there is um oh, why, why does this require cursing? You know what? I really don't care. Is there an okay. understanding? Of I just want to know why is everybody so depressed and they need to have faith. Okay. Well, sometimes there's an understand well this contributes to depression, okay? Right. okay. Culture. That's this is very important. Care. There's sometimes a subtle a whatever tacit understanding. An understanding that after the date, you're going to go home and have 
sex intercourse yes with the person after yes especially in this party culture so that makes dating pretty difficult for the true and the honest folk does it not right logically wouldn't that make sense i don't know i don't well then maybe maybe so i don't i don't know well maybe you know it depends on how people know each other or how they meet right if they true have been friends they've been friends for a while then it may not have that that tacit understanding may not be there because it's we're just right. friends and we're getting to know each other and oh by the way I have an interest in you that's great let me see if I can develop an interest in you because I'm just your friend right now you know well but I I think what you're saying is um there's a lack of honorable behaviors there's a lot of dishonor and um no wonder everyone's depressed if they can't trust yeah right I mean having faith in another human being that was a part of the definition faith in someone or something yes and that really talks about relationship relationships right relationships with one another relationships with a movement right something could be a movement so um getting back to this idea of you said of social justice right just just this the movement there's many sort of movements happening right now towards equality um and it's a beautiful movement to witness right as we are looking towards the elections and um you know where people are trying to figure out who's going to be running and what have you right um and what their platforms are you're seeing beautiful movements emerge out of that mm-hmm. right and um and and movements you know uh the the moral arc bends toward justice right yeah that famous quote that uh is many people attributed to many different people like martin luther king jr and others i think theodore parker said it theodore parker was uh unitarian universalist right and um and so there are many people that believe that that the moral arc really does bend toward justice and they are participating in the movement of bending that moral arc towards justice right yeah well like it or not jesus was a social justice warrior oh yeah he was big time big time mm-hmm. like it or not mhm you know yes jesus believed in equality and, and believed that you should um take care of the poor and that the meek shall inherit the wor- the earth right not the wealthy and powerful yeah and i did we talk about this on the podcast meek there was um i don't think so but Meek is those who, the the word meant those who carry s- swords but keep them sheathed. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. In oh, that was in my speech. Yes. In this case. Oh. <laughs> oh. My yeah, valedictorian right. yeah, speech. That's right. Um, That's why it's familiar. Um, In this case, I think people think in terms of meek being what? Weak. 
that's what the definition has kind of morphed into you know with humility or not greedy you know i know right yeah but it's not weakness it's right much bigger it's real strength yeah surviving it's it's the warrior it's the true warrior a warrior does not want to fight but if the warrior is called to fight he would do so or she would do so in a heartbeat well and and that's speaking to something in terms of overcoming your suffering overcoming obstacles right that to truly have faith you need to have faith when you are suffering and nobody gets away from suffering even if you've got all the money in the world okay um even if this makes anybody feel better even billionaires suffer mm-hmm. you know they may not suffer in terms of money but they have to worry about more of their money right they have to whereas if you don't have much money you don't have to worry so much well, they, they have, have to worry a lot more about health, that right mental health yeah there's all yeah. sorts of things that they need to worry about relationships right? regrets yeah. nobody escapes suffering but faith is really having having faith means you trust you're going to overcome your suffering you're going to overcome those obstacles and to me that's what faith is that i have faith that I can find a way, I will find a way to overcome, right? Mm-hmm. And and then when you look at, you know, various social justice movements, everybody's having faith that the movement, that all these people moving together are going to overcome this injustice, whatever injustice it is. Right. That's faith. Mm-hmm. well i know we're all hungry so i th- <laughs> and you're petting a kitty cat i'm petting a kitty cat oh it's a little baby they're literally children they are so i think we're gonna end it there and they have faith that we will feed them yeah always they have a lot of faith in us always we can learn a lot from animals we sure can we need a podcast dedicated to nature and animals and what i loved was today there were a lot of people that were their the lions their favorite their favorite sorry their favorite animals were lions or kitty cats Uh uh-huh i said i thought that was really interesting to see that right the, yeah the feline it's really weird was right weird now the dogs me. were up there with them though you know the yeah dog, we were neck and True. neck with the dogs True. but um but it was very interesting to see the how the voting uh-oh what's she gonna do ended oh princess keala wants to smell my water no no, no honey don't do that no sweetheart come here She's like, where should I go? Oh, <laughs> come to mommy. Here's your baby girl. All right, so we're gonna end it there. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been lovely and wonderful. And don't forget to what is it? Subscribe, like, what? What comment, are share. Follow me on Instagram at Devin AC Dada, all one word. Again, what? Uh, what? 
this is the bay at beat yo well i can do that i can plug that in because i do post when a new episode has been recorded of this the bay at beat this is true what about that blog post the blog that you have this warrior i'll blog. get it started um and i'll announce it. it's on my if you follow my instagram it's right there mm. and you can literally find it so oh, okay. just go follow my instagram okay or facebook do you have it on facebook maybe i think maybe. so okay. yeah yeah i do and the bay at beats on facebook and it's on facebook we gotta go we get a website no? we're gonna get a website and we're gonna get t-shirts and other swag is that what you call it swag yeah oh i'm so hip we need to swag out the bay at beat yeah just be like look i'm so poor mm-hmm. so be looking out for that that's all gonna come soon well Devin assures me it will it'll come patience is key Barbara's the one with patience over here. I'm the hungry one. Okay. Um, that was a weird stare so down. So this is Bayat Beat. And, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, no, no. We have to do our... our we've told them to this share and like and subscribe. This is the Bayat Beat. Beat. Good night, Arnold. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Wala, 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 wala.